This is Examine Sport, a podcast of the sports ethicist. I am your host, Sean Klein. Each episode of Examine Sport focuses on a paper in the philosophy of sport literature. We look at classic discipline-defining articles, exciting newly published works, and dig deep for important but not as well-known papers. You can subscribe, comment, and find an archive of all shows, along with links and related information at sportsethicist.com. In this episode of Examine Sport, I examine Leslie Howe's Gamemanship. Published in the Journal of the Philosophy of Sport in 2004, this article quickly became a classic, the go-to article on the topic of gamemanship. In this article, Howe defines the concept of gamemanship and analyzes the ethical dimensions of gamemanship in sport. Now, Howe starts with this question, what are you prepared to do to win? Now, one not uncommon answer from competitors is whatever it takes. But as Howe notes, this answer is ambiguous. It could be taken quite literally and mean anything at all. It more often probably means something like whatever it takes within the rules. While this rules out cheating, it leaves open the question of gamemanship. So what is gamemanship? Howe defines it as, quote, the attempt to gain competitive advantage either by an artful manipulation of the rules that does not actually violate them, or by the psychological manipulation or unsettling of the opponent, or sometimes the officials, whether this be by intimidation, non-disclosure of information, outright deception, or the first alternative, instrumental use of the rules. So from this, we can identify two main aspects of her view of gamemanship. First, there is the instrumental use of the rules the artful manipulation of the rules, such as making use of an obscure rule to gain an advantage in a contest. Second, there is the use of psychological tactics to intimidate or unsettle the opposition in some way. We see this when the opposition stands over the ball prior to a free kick in soccer or the calling of a timeout to freeze the field goal kicker in American football. In either case, it's important to see that gamemanship is not, and really could not, be against the rules. It's not the same as cheating because, quote, it relies on the rules in order to exist, end quote. Gamemanship makes use of the rules either to find an advantage through the rules or by acting within the rules to get the psychological response that one wants from engaging in the the gamemanship. So then what if anything, is wrong with gamemanship. Well, it can't be that gamemanship is unfair, says Howe. She explains, quote, the target of another's practice of gamemanship might feel that what has occurred is unfair, but although this might be a common or understandable reaction, I think it's mistaken, end quote. Howe's view is that it is mistaken because to think that gamemanship is unfair because it's not a violation of the rules, and if it's not a violation of the rules, it can't be unfair. Moreover, there might be some athletic value in gamemanship. Gamemanship can offer, quote, just one more mental test. In fact, another manifestation of the mental test that is competition itself, end quote. Part of the competition is not just the physical training and practice and execution. There is the important role of mental preparation and resilience. Howe tells us that, quote, the better athletes are those who are not phased by tactics employed to put them off the game, end quote. As much as a batter must train to hit a fastball, 
they must prepare for the intended intimidation of an inside pitch. A good hitter must excel at both of these. So Howe says, quote, whatever else we are to say about the acceptability of the practice of gamemanship, we can't say that it is unfair or that it has no athletic or moral value, end quote. And yet, the value that gamemanship might have is paradoxical. Though some forms might be valuable, even required by athletic excellence, quote, certain kinds of gamemanship are indeed wrong because they are athletically self-defeating as well as morally suspect. In order to identify the wrongful forms of gamemanship, how first looks at the relationship between winning and excellence. So winning and excellence are obviously connected and related, but they're different things. This is easily seen by the fact that, quote, the excellent do not always win, and winners are at least occasionally inferior to their opponents. Sometimes the excellent are just lucky, end quote. Excellence is neither necessary for winning, nor is it sufficient. So winning and excellence can be separated. But athletic excellence is important for winning, since excellence does increase the chances of winning. Howe writes, quote, excellence is about developing the means to winning. It is about the athlete and the process involved in getting to the result, end quote. An athlete is excellent because she performs the skills of the sport well better than most. And this, her better performance, makes it more likely that she will win her competitions. Athletes, to be excellent, have to focus on developing and producing the athletic skills and abilities that constitute that excellence. They can't merely focus on the result, winning. And this brings us to the central question of the morality of gamemanship. If the goal of sport is excellence, athletic excellence, then sport needs to focus on the process of athletic excellence rather than the result. But gamemanship seems to tilt our focus towards the result, winning, independent of excellence. Gamemanship is indeed often a tactic that the less skilled use to overcome a superior opponent. This seems to make the winning more important than the excellence. Thus, if gamemanship, quote, subverts excellence in favor of winning, it must be considered antithetical to the athletic endeavor, end quote. How then turns to explain how gamemanship is ultimately at odds with the goods of competition. How presents a fairly standard view of sport as a structured artificial activity defined by rules that create specific restrictions and or proscriptions on how the activity is to be engaged in. This structure and its restrictions create the, the necessity for certain kinds of skills to be developed and then executed with proficiency. Victory or winning is a part of the activity because, quote, the definition of what it is to win the game or race is what determines the activities learned and carried out, end quote. How then turns to why humans engage in sport? Of course, there are many such reasons, but she focuses on the core moral justification for sport. Quote, sport is a means for human individuals to become themselves, to develop physically but also morally in a broad sense, end quote. Describing the importance of self-development, Howe says it is, quote, the development of physical competence in concert with psychic moral competence, end quote. 
Thus, sport at its best is, quote, potentially valuable as a means to full human self-development, end quote. The nature of competition provides us with a test of this development. The pressure of competition allows us to experience more fully our physical capabilities than we could in practice or rehearsal. The dynamic of facing off against other competitors often reveals greater capacity and depth of ability than we previously knew. Secondly, competition is, quote, a psychological trial of the moral self, end quote. Competition presents us directly and concretely how far are we willing to go, what are we prepared to do, and what are our moral limits. Thus, Howe argues, the good of, quote, the good of competitive sport is that it is a test of the whole athlete, end quote. It tests the physical skills, but also the psychological, emotional, and moral skills. In competitive sport, the athlete must bring all these skills to bear and to do so in the moment, under pressure, with important stakes on the line. With this conception of sport and competition in hand, we can return to gamemanship. So Howe introduces an important distinction between weak and strong gamemanship. The central cut for this distinction is whether the practice improves participants or not. Weak forms of gamemanship tend to improve the participants. They are compatible with and enhancing of the aims of the sport. How points to throwing inside or withholding the lineup and injury information as examples of weak gamemanship. Such, such actions call forth a challenge to the opponent to come and play at their best. Strong forms, on the other hand, can undermine participants. In particular, it undermines the athletic and moral development of those who practice such gamemanship. How indicates that such actions as gross acts of intimidation or disrupting of player preparation are in the strong category. Unlike weak gamemanship, actions which seek to further challenge the opponent, strong forms seem to attempt to remove the opponent and the challenge they pose. In so doing, it can lessen, quote, the competitive situation and your own opportunities for improvement and achievement, end quote. Thus, strong gamemanship suggests, quote, a deeper and already present failure of the self on the part of those who use it. The resort to gamemanship indicates, Howe claims, a kind of disrespect for one's self and one's abilities. It's a lack of confidence in one's ability and skill uh, to best their opponent directly, thus the resort to gamemanship tactics. In this way, how argues strong gamemanship manifests a moral failure in terms of lacking proper virtues such as confidence, courage, and self-awareness. It is this moral failure that leads to the athletic failure of gamemanship, the closing off of the opportunity to test oneself and improve. Gamemanship, when consistent with and contributing to the ends of competition, the weak gamemanship, it, it, it can be a useful practice. But when it is not, quote, it is destructive of sport and its practitioners. Thank you for listening to Examine Sport. You can subscribe, comment, and find an archive of all shows, along with links and related information at sportsethicist.com. Please also consider rating the show at Apple Podcasts, liking it on YouTube, and sharing on Facebook, Twitter, and elsewhere. You can email the show, sportsethicist at gmail.com.